Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Uh, it's great that you're here, great that you're listening to the show. Whether you are just starting out or whether, like me, you've been around for a while uh, in e-commerce, the goal here of the show, of what we're trying to do, is simply to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses. That's it. It's as simple as it gets, right? And to do that... The winning formula that we have here at the e-commerce podcast is to chat to amazing people, literally from all over the world, about the topic of e-commerce and ask them all kinds of questions about what they know and how it's going to help us develop our own online businesses. I try and have the conversations that you would have if you got to sit down and have a cup of coffee with them. That's how we do it. It's kind of chat. It's kind of informal, uh, but it's good value stuff because I I like to dig into their story and learn the principles that can help us start and adapt and grow uh, our own online businesses. So uh, if you enjoy the show, if you're regular, I would appreciate it if you would like it, if you're watching online or if you're um, if you're listening to the audio version why not give us a thumbs up over there as well? Share it with your friends, do all the usual stuff. It just helps us keep putting the show out there, uh, helps us deliver all this amazing content, which is great. So appreciate you doing that. Now, on this week's e-commerce podcast, we are talking about all things, drum roll please, agency. That's right, agencies. Yes, at some point in your e-commerce career, you are going to have to deal with, with agencies, love them or hate them, right? You're going to have to deal with them. Now, whether that's a design agency, a social media agency, an ad agency, there are agencies literally for everything out there. And you're going to have to deal with them as your business grows in one form or another. So the question is, how do you know which agency to work with? It's the million dollar question, that's for sure. And how do you get the most out of them? Right. Because let's face it, on the surface, at least agencies are a significant investment. So we want to make sure that we get it right. And that is what today's show is all about. We are going to talk with agency owner and e-commerce expert Chase Clymer about this very topic. Now, Chase, if you didn't already know, is the host of the on honest, honest. <laughs> It's really hard to say. Uh, he's the host of the Honest E-Commerce podcast. I'll just put my teeth back in there. Uh, and so, you know, if you don't if you don't already listen to the show, make sure you listen to it. Great show all about e-commerce. So he and he's definitely the guy to talk to about this. Right. He knows about e-commerce. He knows about agency. Oh, yes. I've bigged him up enough. So I think grab your notebooks. Uh, get ready for this as we're going to bring him onto the show. And just to say before we do bring him onto the show. All of the notes from today's show will be available as a free download on our website. Just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 63 to download them. OK, and the transcripts and all the links, everything's going to be on that URL. So just go to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 63 and you will be able to access those for free. Now. All of that said, drum roll, please. Let's, without any further ado, let's just bring on today's guest, Chase. Uh, Chase, great to see you. Great, uh, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, no problem. No problem. Now, Chase, listen, uh, the title of today's podcast, right, is how to 10x your investment with an agency partner, right? Which I think is such yep. a cool title. We were talking about this. Oops, smacking my mess. Uh, we were talking about this before we came live on air. This is a great title that we're going to have some good fun with. But how long have you how long have you been around agency? How long have you been involved with agency? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our agency has been around now for six years. Before that, I had been freelancing in digital for probably 10 years prior to that. So I've just been in this game for, for quite some time. And as I got older, uh, kind of and, and more mature with this profession, I got closer and closer to the money, as they say. So I started to learn... Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's something when you're younger and you're a freelancer, you just you have a price and that's that. Yeah. Uh, as you get older, uh, you get faster and our, our hourly rates start to go away and mm -hmm. you start to understand value pricing. Um, so anyways, as I got older, I kind of got closer to the money. No, you knew where the things were kind of ROI driven efforts like marketing and sales and advertising. Uh, but yeah, now we're here and uh, just loving life, living in the e-commerce world specifically uh, you know, only doing Shopify stuff these days, building amazing sales machines for our clients. Ah, fantastic. So yeah, I mean, and again, we were talking about this off air, your agency, you were saying you guys are doing super well at the moment. I mean, it's the right climate, isn't it for digital? So, um, you're, you're, you're snowed under with a, with a whole bunch of stuff coming in. Is that right? Well, yeah, but you know, Matt, if someone out listening wants to work with us, like I'd love to talk to you, but we are very, we are very busy. Uh, which is, you know, it goes to show that we we do know what we do. Um, but yeah, I was I was telling Matt before this, uh, we've probably got the next two months lined up with onboarding new clients, um, and it's it's a fun problem to have. Yeah, yeah, it's a great problem to have. And actually, um, we we'll get into the whole agency thing here. But for me, one of the signs of a good agency is how busy they are, um, you know, and how how much of a um, not a queue, not a backlog, but you know what I mean? How just how busy they are as an agency because a lot of people are well, using them. Yeah, there's there's that, and there's also if they don't have a queue and they can take you right away, that should be a red flag. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we do not onboard two clients at once, period. Like we only onboard one client at once that usually takes about two weeks, and then we can do the next client. And we tell yeah. everybody the order and we say, Hey, it might go a little bit faster, maybe it'll be a week earlier. But we set expectations from from day one, uh, because when we, discovery is is so important learning your clients challenges and the goals that they really want to do and having so many conversations asking a lot of questions getting so much clarity it, you'll get confused if you're having those yeah. same similar conversations with another brand and then you'll your wires will get across and it's just a bad a bad thing so we uh we kind of instilled that process last year of we're not doing two at once ever again only one only one we call our we call our discoveries strategy sprints uh, only one strategy sprint at a time. Um, and you know, that's kind of, that helps to segment things and kind of arch things along. And it also helps like beyond that, uh, you know, once you get done with that, you're usually going into design. So it helps to, uh, keep things from piling up and, uh, creating bottlenecks within the business with our resources. Yeah, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a really interesting point. Actually, I, I, I kind of, the thing that I picture in my head as you're talking is you know when you're in a new city and you're looking for a place to eat, the last place you go and eat is the empty restaurant. Do you know what I mean? You, you, why is no one else eating in there? Is always the question in my head. I'm going to go and 
and stand in the queue where everybody's waiting to get in because obviously there's a reason why that, that I don't know about that people are waiting to get in there. And so it's interesting you say that, you know, if the agency can take you straight away, that should be a bit of a red flag. Um, is, it the, is it as simple as it's the same principle as the empty restaurant? Is that why you say that? I would say so, but more it's about, you know, unless they have a reason behind it, you know, if we're just ending a project and we didn't have a sprint on the calendar, it's like, you know, we honestly could probably get you in next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if if they're like, yeah, let's get started right away, you know, let's do it. Blah, 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 you know, I, I just, I would also, I would just, I guess it goes to the ask, ask to the capacity question. Like, who else are you working with? How many clients do you take on at a time? What's, uh, what you know, that can help you kind of really understand the level of service that you're going to get. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing you mentioned um, is this whole idea of you, you set expectations early, right? Um, so uh, we onboard one client at a time. It takes about two weeks. It could be quicker, but we think this will be your, you know, your date there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, again, just pulling this out, I guess if I was to analyze my my e-commerce career and working with agencies or as an agency owner working with clients, the one thing that you come back to time and time again where things have fallen down is unclear, unclear expectations. Is that is that right? Is that what you find? The number one uh, place that you have problems with any relationship is unclear communication. Mm-hmm. So this isn't even just agency stuff. This is just human communication is yeah, yeah. the root of all issues and problems. If you can't communicate clearly, you're going to have issues. So now when you put money on that, you put a, like a bunch of people's time and energy and effort on top of that, it compounds things. And the biggest blowups can usually would have been resolved if there was better, more honest discovery. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very good. Very, very good. So, um, and again, if you're listening, you know, be making notes of all this sort of stuff, you know, clarify expectations, be really clear. Um, we'll get into all of this a little bit more. So I'm curious, um, you know, what stage, right. Do people usually come to you chase, right? So if I'm, if I'm in the e-commerce world, what, what, What's the typical stage that someone comes to you? Is it a startup? Is it someone that's been around a little while? Is it a fast-growing business? What what kind of clients come knocking on your door? That's a great question. And these days, it's different than when we were younger, uh, to be completely honest. When we were younger, you know, and this is probably the same with most consultants and agencies, we were taking kind of whatever was coming through the door. We were trying everything, learning what we like to do the best, learning what we kind of wanted to pass on in the future. Um, you know, these days, the team has grown. Uh, we've got a very, very smart team and smart people are expensive. So we (laughs) can't afford actually to take on startups anymore. Uh, The budgets just aren't there. So these days we're typically working with brands that are around a million dollars or more uh, in revenue per year and uh, usually helping them kind of make a lot more than that. (laughs) Let's be Mm -hmm. honest. Uh, But for for more of an an avatar perspective of what we do is uh, specifically direct-to-consumer brands, no drop shipping. Specifically, um, you know, physical goods is 90% of our, our uh, clients. But funny enough, we've been doing a lot of digital stuff lately. So it's been a fun little thing to get into. Um, but, you know, it's smaller, smaller teams. Uh, we're usually handling the technical side of things. And they're focused on product and brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very good way to kind of diversify what we do. But, you know, when we say we make sales machines, like at the beginning, at the end of the day, we're making sweet websites, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the thing you get 
but that's not what we're selling. And that's not actually what you're getting. You're getting the years of strategy. You're getting all of our playbook to take your average order value and take it through the roof, like take your conversion rate and make it as best as you possibly can. Because without those two numbers being a sweet spot, you're, it doesn't matter how sweet your Facebook ads are. If you're always in the red from your conversion rate, like you're going to go out bankrupt eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, just to, I'm just going to echo and underline some of the things that you say as I, as I, I tend to make notes as we go along. Um, I thought it was a really interesting comment that you said there that smart people are expensive. Um, and this is, this is something which has become so true in the digital world. Actually, the better, the better the people or the more competent the people, the more you've got to pay them. Uh, and um, that's becoming very, very true in this industry. So cast your mind back, right, to when you were just starting out as an agency and you would take, you know, your aunt or whoever. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Just whoever came knocking on your door and you'd try different things. What was some of the, because I'm, I'm imagining at that stage, a lot of people coming to you were startups and people with low budgets, right? The, the million dollar guy doesn't walk through the door straight away, usually. So you normally get the startups with the, you know, the dollar budget, basically. Um so describe to me what that was like and some of the some of the things that you discovered along the way about working with startups with low budgets. Um this might be more of a agency to agency remark but the less zeros on the check the more annoying the project will be. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yep. But I mean, uh, uh, dude, we had some cool clients, man. We we had some cool projects going on back then. But holy, they got a steal of a deal mm -hmm. uh, when we got started. Uh, and, you know, we quickly learned our value quickly. You know, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about people don't understand their value. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you got to tie your value to results. And these days, our results speak for themselves. Like we are, if you are making a million dollars a year and we can kind of see we can see the writing on the wall once we start looking at your data. Be like, yeah, we can make you another million dollars like easily. Like it's that's how clear we can see it in the data these days with what we're doing. Back then, I didn't, we didn't like have that that foresight and that that the we didn't know exactly what to look for. Um, and we were trying a bunch of things like you know, for example, we were doing work on WordPress and Magento back then, and you know, quickly realized, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. And yeah. we we just went straight straight to Shopify specifically. Um, we were trying some. Uh, you know, we did like a photography, like we did some like content creation back in the original days. And these days we won't touch that. Um, so I guess one thing that happens with an agency or consultant over time is uh, they say no to like basically everything. They just, the more you say no, the better you can be at the things that you want to do. And the more those opportunities come to light. Yeah, no, that's very good. I like that. The less, the less the amount of zeros, the more, more annoying they were. But what a, what are some of the misconceptions that you find that customers have about agency? They kind of, you know, they kind of oh. walk through the door and you can see them, can't you, straight away? It's like, right, we need to address this, 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 and this. What are, what are those misconceptions you feel like people have? If you have no sales, an agency isn't going to fix that for you. Just period. Okay. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, no agency... I, there's probably someone out there that can do this, but I have yet to meet someone that will help you find product market fit. And if they will, they are expensive because yeah. that is an expensive problem. And product market fit is what makes or breaks businesses. Now, uh, what that means is you have launched a brand, you've got a product and you have zero sales and you're going to agencies to try to make you get sales. 
there's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to happen before an agency can really do their stuff. Agencies really shine at taking good stuff and making it better. Mm-hmm. Taking, you know, the zero to one stuff is the hardest stuff. And, you know, for a startup's budget, I don't think there is a person out there that will help you go from zero to one. I think that is something that you need to do on yourself. You need to take every dollar that you would invest in an agency at that stage and invest it into yourself and your own education and learning these things and talking to your customers and talking to potential customers and learning everything you can about making the best product and the best offer that you can to get those initial round of sales. Um, Cause an agency just can't do it. Like that's the expectation that an agency will, will change your business and will create sales for you out of thin air is just the wrong expectation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic one, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, it's people... And, and then that goes back to the whole concept of uh, bad engagements is like people are putting all of their faith into this entity, this agency, this consultant, this freelancer to change their business, to save their career, to save their baby. Like that's that is, that, that's so much stress and that's such an annoying situation to put yourself into. Is you, you don't want to do that as an agency. Don't take on clients like that or as a as someone out there don't put anyone in a position like that because it's not, yeah. it's not their thing to do. You're one of 12 people they're probably working with. They can't yeah. give it the, the, the time of day that it really needs. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very good advice. I find it, I find it fascinating that whole concept really. Um, if you, maybe let me ask you, uh, just going back to the startup thing, we'll come back to the misconceptions in a minute, but just going back to the startup thing, right? Uh, I know people listening to the show are people, you know, a number of our listeners are setting up an e-commerce website. That's kind of where they're at, right? Oh, absolutely. Imagine, you know, your, um, uh, I don't know, your cousin, your brother, your your mum comes to you and says, listen, I've I've got this great idea, right? I'm going to sell lawnmowers online. Um, What... What do they do? I mean, you, you talked about self-invest, getting yourself from zero to one. Is that your advice? It's like, okay, I'm going to point you in the right direction. Go figure it out. Kind of. Uh, and I think, so let, let me go back and say that I'm not saying that you can't do it. Like I, you absolutely can do it. That's how these businesses work and create and they, they figure it out. And that's how our clients end up coming to us is because they have figured it out on their own. You need to learn all these things first so you can communicate with them appropriately with any sort of person that you hire like down the line. Um, The number one thing you can do though when you want to start a business is invest in the education yourself. You need to understand the basics of a business. The basis of e-commerce is you have a product and you can sell it online. That's that's the basics, right? So let's Mm -hmm. go a little bit further than that is how are you going to sell it? You have to have an appealing offer Mm -hmm. and you need to have an audience that wants to buy that offer. So... Basically, you, you want to sell these lawnmowers, right? And you know, my brother comes to me and says, I want to sell lawnmowers, Chase, what should I do? I'm not going to give him you know, a $100,000 website and say, you should be set now because he doesn't have an audience. Like That doesn't matter. You can yeah. have the nicest website in the world with all of the wizards and whatnots to make it like do the cool stuff. But if no one's going to that website, if no one has a clue what the brand is, that doesn't matter. So... You're starting your company right now. Everyone listening, you've got your product idea. You've got some, you know, you got some samples, all that cool stuff. Perfect. Don't spend a dollar on a web design. Go to Shopify, use the free theme. You can get that thing off the ground up to thousands of dollars a month. I've seen a million dollar website on debut, which is Shopify's free theme, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to invest that early into a custom thing. Now go there, do that. First thing you should do is you should focus on finding 
customers that like, or finding potential customers, where are they hanging out forums, you know, Facebook groups are an amazing way to do that. Talk to influencers that you think are within what you need to do, figure that out, find, you know, figure out a content strategy that works, that resonates with those types of people Mm -hmm. around your product. um, And just work on, which is the most grindy thing in the world, but like work on things that don't scale. Like literally have conversations with people until they buy it from you. If you think that they need it, just keep doing that stuff. You're going to learn so much more stuff about your product that an agency won't a do that much work for you or b like they don't care as much to be mm-hmm. honest. <laughs> like this is, this is the stuff that doesn't scale and you have to do it. And this is how you build a great brand. Um, I think there's a bunch, I have a bunch of interviews on my podcast with founders and I'd highly suggest checking some of those out. Uh, one that comes to mind is Finley Hats. He talked about his, this most unscalable thing in the world. He's, he said he would respond to every single comment on every one of their channels, every email. didn't matter if it was nice or not. He would reply to everybody for the first three years of their business. And now they have this the most rock-solid community of people that enjoy their products and all the content that they create. Um, but you know that's how you go from zero to one. Yeah. Now, once you've done that, now you engage an agency and they're going to take you from one to two and it's going to be an awesome ride. Yeah, no, very good. Very good. I like that. I like that principle. Uh, save your money. Uh, if you're just starting out, figure it out yourself um, and get yourself from zero to one. Uh, and I, I like I like what you said there, because if you do that and you learn these fundamental principles, which is, you know, this is the guy who's responding to the customer emails. He's learning these principles. He understands what Shopify requires. Do you know what I mean? All these sort of basic things. When they come talk to you, they're so much more knowledgeable. Right. And they can have a much more kind of adult conversation, I suppose, about how to get from one to two. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to understand the basics of what's going on um, to kind of get the business operating to a point where it's, you know, it's got to be turning a profit really to to kind of have an agency be able to really help you. Another thing to kind of there's there's the whole wild card here, though, is like where I said we don't work with startups. That's like kind of a lie. Because there are such things as funded startups or people that have like done this before and they they know what's going on and they know yeah. how it's going to work. Um, you know, there are situations like that where sometimes we, you know, we're taking on projects like that where it is a brand new brand, but they understand that they have to walk before they run yeah. and they understand that the money isn't going to come as fast or as much as they yeah. want it to as fast as they expected it. You know, that's the expectation right there. It's not going to be as fast or as much, you know, or as frequent as you thought. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I mean, like you say, where I've been around e-commerce for a little while, I kind of I, I figured it out, you know, a little bit. Um, and we're setting up a couple of new e-commerce businesses as we speak. So, But I, I think I'm in a different position as a startup, do you know what I mean? Because I've got all that experience and I've got all of that knowledge. Um, and I, I, you know, there are agencies that we're talking to, not about the websites, but certainly other agencies about, you know, paid media and stuff like that. Um, which we've already forged relationships with. We already understand how that works. And so, um, no, I get that. I understand that. Um, so let's say I've I've got from zero to one, okay? Um, what are some of the things, and I, I kind of, I, I recognize I'm at one. I've been in the trenches a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? I think I need an agency to come help me. What are some of the things, what are some of the headlines I I, I need to think about before I even knock on your door? Oh, yeah, absolutely. First and foremost is you want a specialist. You don't want a generalist. Um, Specialists sometimes come in all shapes and sizes. But if you're, you know, you know, this might sound self-serving, but like 
if you're a, a brand on Shopify and you, you are, you're seeing the hockey stick start happening, you're heading towards a million. Like that's what we do all day long. Like you'd be a perfect fit for us. But if you're on Magento and you're in the same bucket, like we would be a terrible fit for you. I don't have a clue how Magento works. Uh, so make sure that you're working with a partner that's very specific to kind of, you know, either your industry or your vertical or your technology stack or has similar clients with good results. Uh, that's what you should be looking for. Um, what you shouldn't be looking for is an agency that's like, we do WordPress, Shopify, Wix, you know, we also do photo shoots and we do PR. Like that would probably not be the, the a good engagement just because if, you know, they can't create efficiencies around any of that stuff. They can't create, you know, it, it just, everything we do, it's like the same playbook with different brands, with different numbers. And this, you know, some of the tactics change a little bit, you know, it's, it's awesome to keep doing it over and over, refine it, make it more efficient, make it work better. Um, but you know, if we were taking on different platforms and different types of clients, if we started working with lawyers out of nowhere, like that wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, the reason I'm laughing as you're talking is that I can picture several people straight off the bat that have done this. Um, and it, it, it never sort of went well. Um, oh, yeah. Just also, a, I just, this is top of mind. I really want to say it. Don't work with your friend that knows how to build websites. Don't work with <laughs> the guy from the bar that does Facebook yeah. ads. Or Actually, nephew, just don't do business right? like that with friends. Is is yeah. It's, it never works out well and it will sour your relationship. Just don't do it. Uh, work with strangers because it makes it easier to fire them. Yeah. Um that's that's some really from the heart advice. Yeah, that's very very good. Uh top tips there. Um so get a specialist not a generalist. Search out some specialists uh, in your area. Um and you've mentioned now Magento a couple of times and I just I just want to take a pause before we carry on the conversation about, you know, other things that we need to think about. I want to hit this Magento Shopify thing because this is a question okay. that keeps coming up a lot. Um mm -hmm. Uh, you don't do WordPress, you don't do Wix, you don't do Magento, you focused on Shopify. Um, and actually, a few minutes ago, you said if you're starting a business, go to Shopify and, and set up a Shopify site. Why Shopify? Why not Magento? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, uh, let me caveat this. Is I'm a Shopify expert. I'm a Shopify partner. I've been featured on a lot of Shopify content. I'm writing a course for Shopify right now. Mm -hmm. I'm very ingrained in there. And I'll tell you right now, Shopify is not the best tool for many scenarios. Mm -hmm. And they would agree with it. There are Shopify is just a tool. It's like a hammer. You know, just having a hammer doesn't mean you can build a house. So like mm -hmm. you still got to know what to do with the stuff. Yeah. And you might need a different type of hammer to accomplish what you need. You might need a sledgehammer to do it. So Magento is really good for extremely high skew counts, for B2B stuff, for insane variant like manipulation or any sort of like extremely custom solution magento is great for right but that's more advanced businesses in the e-commerce space mm -hmm. if you're selling a physical product with a couple of variants you know even with like i well, there's there's higher skew count stores on shopify but like if you're just selling like you know speakers and accessories for like home home theater like Shopify would be great for that. If you're selling camera lenses and the caps and the, the, the bags, like Shopify would be great for that. Like any physical product that you're going to sell, that's a pretty straightforward thing. Shopify is going to be perfect for it. And it just takes 
like out of the box, it's a no brainer. It's easy to set up. Like if you can set up your Facebook page, you can set up a Shopify store on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't maybe rethink e-commerce, um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's the e-commerce test. Can you set up a Shopify site? Yes or no, no, maybe don't do e-commerce. I'm just, just pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. That's funny. But <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there is a, there's a place for all these tools. Uh, Shopify is great for selling products online. Mm-hmm. No, brilliant. I'm, I'm just curious. You know, I'm always curious to, 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 to know what people think between the different platforms. And I'd agree with you. I have to be honest with you. Personally, not a fan of Magento. Um, Shopify, I think, is great. And the, there, there are a whole bunch of reasons for that. But, you know, it's my personal view. So I'm always up for listening to other people. Okay, so first uh, principle or the first tip, I suppose, was look for specialists, not generalists. What else do I need to think about um, when I'm when I'm thinking about, you know, going from one to two with an agency. You should have a budget in mind. And even if you want educated on it, you need to sit down and think about what am I willing to part with to see a result in the five to 10 X range? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What can I comfortably do? Because a, any partner worth their salt is going to ask you that on the first call. They're going to be like, you have a budget set aside for this. If you say no, which is nine times out of 10, the answer, we're going to be like, okay, well, we're going to help you find out what your budget is because without a budget, there isn't a project. And if you want good results, you are going to be paying for them. Like that's the name of the game when you're going from one to two. Um, If you're the type of person that's always looking for a deal and you always want to negotiate and you always want to, you know, feel like you got a steal of a deal and you're going to get the sweetest thing ever. You're going to work with, hacks and weird shops that aren't going to give you the results that you really want. And that's a really bad perspective to have with investing in your growth. Like, so, you know, your Shopify store or whatever your e-commerce store is, is your number one salesperson. Mm -hmm. And just think about what you would pay to keep a salesperson on your team that did that type of business for you. And that should just like blow out any investment budget that you were already thinking about. Um, And, you know, if you're going from one to two to give you like some realistic numbers, it should be around a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? For the whole kit and caboodle yeah. 200,000 will give you a lot more to do with paid ads and stuff like that on the tail end of it. Uh, or less than that will give you probably a quality product, but you'll be missing a lot of the, the ongoing stuff. Just like throw numbers out there and set expectations. Yeah. Um, why is it so much? This is, these projects are going to be 16 to 18, like 16 weeks to 18 month engagements where there's so much strategy involved. They're rebuilding websites from the ground up. Um, if, when you're at that point, let's talk about rebuilding the websites. Like, why can't I just, just use a theme off the shelf? It's, you, we're talking a different world now. Yeah. Like using a premium theme from the Shopify ecosystem versus having a theme tailor made for you is the difference between like a Honda and a Ferrari. Like yeah. it's lightning fast. There's no extra BS in there. Like it is tailor made to the experience that your customers need. Oh, okay. Uh, so hopefully Chase will be back in a second. It's a really interesting pose that he sort of uh, ended in there. So um, hopefully, uh, I'm just I'm just checking. Actually, it's not my internet connection that's gone down. Um, hopefully, it's all working okay. He'll be back again soon, I'm sure. So why don't I do this rather than? <laughs> I don't know. It's quite tempting just to leave Chase on like that, but let's do this scene here. <laughs> 
<laughs> until he comes back uh, and he'll he'll come into my ears no doubt but just to re-emphasize then a little bit of what chase was talking about there right so um oh here we go chase is coming back let's close that one out okay chase if you can hear me you need to just dial in again but um, so let me just uh, explain to you what Chase was talking about uh, whilst, oh, here we go. No, we're good. We're good. Here we go. Let me put uh, Chase back on the screen. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. The inevitable uh, the technical Matrix. drama. Yeah, so where in my rant did uh, I last end off? So you were talking about how um, you, you were throwing some figures out there, 100 grand, say, you know, is it, I think is a good ballpark figure for, for most things. And you were talking about why that's expensive. So a sort of 16-week to 18-month engagement, you, you, you know, you're going to be involved in this project. Yeah, all right. So let's talk about, like, what you get for that. You're, at, like I kind of uh, talked about earlier, it's like, okay, you're going to get a website, right? But what mm -hmm. goes into that website? You're going to get, obviously, a senior senior team of strategists that are going to go in and look at your numbers, right? They're going to look at, like, what is your conversion rate? What are your best-selling products? What are the products that we need to bundle together? What are the... Uh, products that we can offer at upsells. Where in the fun, like where in the customer journey can we offer these upsells, cross sells, and all that jazz? Like, there's so much strategy that goes into that that mm -hmm. is going to, on the tail end of the project, make you millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Just that stuff. Um, you know, we're gonna make the user, we or any other agency that you work with, like these prices aren't just specific to us. Like this is the world that we live in when you're talking with top tier agencies and you really want to do the thing. Um, you know, they're going to talk about, you know, how are we going to increase the conversion rate? How are we going to get people to go from the homepage to the collection page to the product page to the cart faster? How are we going to get more stuff in the cart? How are, you know, that's increasing the AOV. That's increasing the conversion rate. All those things are just technical and nerdy. And, you know, you need a lightning fast website to do that. You need a design that is not only polished and beautiful, but it's intuitive for the users. So the user experience yeah. needs to be on point. Um, there's a reason why you trust the look of luxury brands is because they appeal to like those of those, those that appeals to you. It feels trustworthy because it is yeah, a yeah. luxury ex experience versus, you know, you've been on a website before where you're like, this is 100% going to steal my credit card. Like you got to think about that <laughs> stuff. Um, it all, all of that goes well. into it. Yeah. And all and building a beautiful website takes time. Mm -hmm. Building a strategic sales machine with these upsells, cross sells, you know, these motivating devices on it takes time. Uh, and you got to do it tastefully. People like to buy, they don't like to be sold. Mm -hmm. And all that stuff takes time. You know, 16 weeks is four months of, uh, you know, and if you have a team of seven working on this website, that's a lot of people working on it. It's a lot of time invested. Yeah. Um, and the results are going to be insane. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I said on like the 18 weeks on the tail end of stuff is now if you start talking about marketing, talking about paid ads, you're talking about iterating on that, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about a creative on top of that. You're talking about media spend that you have to do to get in front of stuff on Facebook and Google. Um, you know, there's investments all around, yeah. but if you're working with a good partner, they can kind of paint the picture to show you what that investment's going to do for you. Yeah. It's interesting uh, listening to you talk because one of the, I mean, the title of this week's podcast is how to 10 X your investment with an agency. Right. And um, uh, you, you, you know, this, 
the, the sort of the numbers that you you mentioned sort of fit this. You talk about say a hundred k investment and an extra million dollars in sales. Is that what you as an agency look for? You look to ten x your clients' investment, and you'll. Be, I appreciate this is not you know exact science, or it's going to be the yeah. same every time. But as a general rule of thumb, if I'm going to go to an agency, should I be thinking, I hope to get ten x my investment out of these guys? Matt, I'm not lying to you. I did this number thing the other day, this week, with a client that we're going to start working with. No joke. It was a 100x return. It was what we projected with like non-crazy numbers. It's wow. just they, they weren't doing any marketing and they just had such strong brand appeal and such a high AOV. And I was like, this is, this is going to be a home run for everybody. Mm -hmm. Just walked them through how it worked. Um, but that's, that is like an outlier you know what I mean? You don't, you're, you're never going to find someone that's going to give you a hundred X return on stuff. And that's also like not including media spend. Like he's probably, they're going to pay millions of dollars to, to, to realize that. But mm -hmm. um, going back to kind of what, what I wanted to get at here is, yeah, I think 10 X is a pretty decent like situation to be in, but like more realistic things like five, most are, mm -hmm. you know, that should be where your gut is, but home runs are 10, 10 isn't absurd. 10, 10 is very doable. If you have a home run, Mm -hmm. And you get those home runs from having really honest discovery, talking about the whole picture. I think that, you know, how do you, how does 10 X your, your engagement with an agency is just be honest with them from day one. We've gotten into situations where um, clients didn't tell us about other contractors or consultants or other people doing other things that were in areas that we would be touching. And that just creates issues with the project. And, yeah. you know, it's you got to be really honest about like what's going on with the business, who's touching the website, who's touching the marketing and setting expectations and being everyone just needs to be on the same page. Like, and that's why we start with just so much focus on strategy and what is the project and what are we agreeing to do before we even get into designing or developing anything. It's like on paper, like this is what is going to be delivered when this is all done and everyone agrees to it. So there shouldn't be any like surprises along the way. Um, you know, and that part is, it takes time and it takes a bunch of conversations, but that produces a superior result. Um, and it allows us to get closer to the brand, learn more about the products and the offerings. And, you know, like th there's just so much opportunity within these projects to help brands do things that they didn't, they never thought were possible, like automations or, uh, you know, there's just stuff you learn, like working with people closely over that time. That's like, that is an insane opportunity that like none of us ever thought of. Like uh, another example is like a bundle, like uh, a custom product bundle builder for a client mm -hmm. of ours was just something that like everyone kind of overlooked in the first couple months of the engagement until we realized that they were doing this thing manually over the phone for the longest time. We we're like, well, why couldn't we just build a, an app that does that for you on the website? A it's less manpower for you no one has to get on the phone and deal with customers to do that. They can just click it and do it. And you can like explain things right then and there. And that's an awesome lead magnet for the pro for the business. And they're like, well, yeah, that sounds great. Like, why aren't we doing that? And it's, it's stuff like that, that happens once you start to like really work with a trusted advisor and they start to know your business and they know what's possible like well before you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, that's good. That's good. I think, one of the things that I've noticed over the years, actually, is a, is a good agency will ask you really poignant questions about your business um, and pull out from you things that you'd never really thought about before and make connections for you that you'd never really made before. Um, and that actually 
that's invaluable because you, I, I find as a, as a business owner, I can become really quite tunnel visioned. Um, and a good agency partner, especially with a specialism in a certain area, will draw you out of that and will get you to think a bit more broadly, a bit more holistically or a bit more into areas that you've not thought about. Right. Yeah. And that that's the fun part of it for me is th- in passing, a client will say something to us like, oh, sorry, I was held up because of this. And then like, I just ignore the rest of what they said. And I was like, wait, that, that could be this. Like, hey, have you thought about this before? And then it just ruined whatever the conversation was about to be because now we're talking about this whole cool new project we're about to do. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, those magical sort of rabbit trail conversations are just, they're fantastic, aren't they? They're absolutely fantastic. Do you ever go to um, the client's premises or is this all done remote? I mean, you know, assuming we're not in lockdown for the rest of our lives, but is it, do you, do you go visit clients, do on-site work or is it all done uh, remotely? Uh, We are all remote just because we're based in Columbus, Ohio. And we only have like two clients here. So it it is a lot. It's, it's most of it's all remote. With that being said, we have visited like most of our clients places when we were traveling in those cities for various other reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it's very fun to kind of just, you know, that's part of, client services is just meeting people in real life and like learning a bit more about things. But um, to answer your question, and I, th- I think people shouldn't be scared of having remote relationships. Uh, mm. There's a lot of very smart people all over the world. Uh, and especially with our team, like everyone's like really used to working remote now. Uh, so I would never force anyone to like go to client's premises or anything like that. But you know, some people probably would prefer that. And I would challenge them to ask them why. Yeah. Why do you, why, why do you need that sort of thing? Um, you know, just look at their track record and if their track record works and they didn't go to any of those people's places, why do they need to show up at yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's fair, fair questions to ask. Um, so I've got, I've got my specialist, I've got some budget in mind. I've thought that through. Um, I'm starting to clarify my expectations. I'm starting to, you know, I'm listening to you talk and I'm starting to understand a lot more about what I can expect from, the agency in terms of what they can offer and just having these sort of quite candid conversations. Mm -hmm. Is there any, is there anything else I need to be aware of before um, uh, engaging an agency? Yeah. So there's one thing that I kind of want to point out here is we are a, like we're a wild card of an agency where we have two sides of the business. We have the design development side of the business, which is like one team. And then we have the marketing and advertising side of the business, which is another team, Mm -hmm. all very focused on D to C brand stuff. So we can do both sides of it. There are a lot of uh, companies and agencies out there that only do one side of it and they do one side of it very, very well. So, you know, if you're engaging a, an agency to do the design development part of things, they probably won't be helping you. You know, if they're, if they're not going to help you with the, the other side of it, um, I would just ask that agency who they'd recommend because I guarantee they have a referral partner that does great results. Vice versa as well. Like if you're working with an ad agency, then you're getting great results and you're like, you know what? I think our website could probably be better. It could be faster. This theme is full of junk and codes. We've tried a million apps. Like, who would you recommend us to work with? And they'll probably be like, oh, these people make sweet websites. You should talk to them. We've, you know, so that's kind of a a little secret there is uh, referrals are usually like the best way to work, find quality people to work with. Yeah. Um, But um, I kind of sidestepped your question. What was that again? Oh, the question was just, you know, is there anything else that I need to think about? You know, I, I've got my, uh, the, the things that you've talked about so far about getting specialists, having budgets, clear expectations. Um, 
understanding a little bit more about the services the agency can offer you. You've just mentioned, you know, if you need them, get referrals from people you work well with. But is there anything else, you know, any anything else I need to think about? Yeah, uh, the agency usually isn't going to do everything. Um, mm-hmm. So there's going to be p- other pieces of the puzzle. Like, for example, content is a huge part of a website redesign project. Yeah. So do you have it? If you don't have it, you're going to need it. You know, some ag- agencies, agencies will do various parts of the content and some will do all of it, actually. Um, but you know, we don't, so the conversation is usually like, all right, do you have a copywriter or how are you doing copy? Do you have like photos? Where's that? Do you have videos? Where's that? Um, you know, are you rebranding this? Like who's doing that? Um, you know, so there's a, a lot, there's a lot of moving parts with like a big project, like a website redesign. And then even on like the marketing side of things, like, uh, as far as like engaging in a, uh, an agency for like Facebook and Instagram ads or for, uh, email content again is King. Like, so I would say make sure you have had the thoughts of like thought, like what's the, think about what the questions the agency is going to have for you in advance of like, well, okay, well, where's the content for these things? What is your answer going to be? And if it's like, well, we don't have it. That's not an answer that an agency wants to hear. So maybe you're prematurely reaching out. You need to figure out that, that piece of the puzzle first before you kind of reach out to an agency. Um, Cause that's usually a sticking point with a lot of redesign projects yeah. and a lot of marketing projects is they don't have the content to uh, support their request. Yeah, no, that's very good. So make sure you understand what the holes are going to be and sort of plug those holes. It's interesting, isn't it, around the whole the whole content thing? Because I I, I think over the years that's probably been one of the biggest biggest black holes um, that that people have sort of come unstuck with is just because someone's designing the website doesn't mean they're creating all the content you need for that website. Uh, and that, yeah, and that goes that back needs to, to be understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back to setting expectations. Another thing is you need to be budgeting not only money, but time. You're not going to write a $100,000 check and get it and just get something back. You need to be like, you need to be involved and you need to answer their questions quickly. Yeah. And well, not quickly, you need to acknowledge the 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 ask quickly. Um, you know, something we like to tell people is like a 24 hour delay in your response is a 40 out 48 hour delay in your project. Like it is the questions that we have are, are very important and they're very timely. Obviously the time, the timelines aren't that tight at times, but mm-hmm. that's just a, that's setting expectation of like, when you delay things, they're still your, your deadline has been moved. <laughs> that's just, yeah. that's something yeah, that yeah. you need to understand. Uh, yeah. Like just because they said that like, Oh yeah, we could probably launch on launch on June 15th. Uh, if you don't reply for two weeks, it is not June 15th anymore. It is now June 24th or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are things that you need to understand. Um communication and this you need to budget your own time into this project because it's going to be a big lift and even when you're working with uh retainer uh consultants for like uh, marketing and advertising like they're still going to have questions for you they're yeah. going to need your insight on you know a perfect example here is like it's, it can never be out of sight and out of sight out of sight and out of mind for marketing because they don't know what your inventory levels really truly look like when you're going to get a restock when you're going to be launching a new product uh anything that's like more core to the brand um, that they need to like know about, like yeah. you got to be communicative about all that stuff. Yeah, no, and, that's very good. And you got to be very timely about it. If you're in a rush, you're a terrible client. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it is true. I mean, the worst clients are the ones that just part of the reason they want an agency is they're so busy they can't do it themselves. So they go get an agency and feel like I can just do this. But that's not actually true at all. You're going to need to give that agency some of your time and, you know, direct access. Yeah. 
It's going to um, take a couple of weeks for them to get up to speed on what's going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, with marketing, it depends on where you're at in marketing. If you're kind of just getting that ball rolling, there's going to be some testing that needs to happen. You got to need, need to be okay with that. Like even with paid ads, like you got to be okay with throwing tens of thousands of dollars down the drain to learn. Sometimes that's just the name of the game with working with partners at times. Um, but uh, you can find some cool results. And I think it just takes a mindset shift. Like you can be extremely busy and like, you know, have a bunch on your plate. But if you understand the partner is going to slowly take it off your plate and not instantly take it off your plate, that's the better mindset to be in. Yeah. Um, but you can't like answer somebody and expect it to be done in five minutes. Like that is not a realistic expectation because you got to look at it from the, your partner's side of things is, you know, they're working from, you know, depending on what type of business they have, they might be working with like six clients at a time to, you know, 20 or 30 clients at a time, if it's a more scalable, nimble kind of operation of what they're doing. So you have to respect that you're not the next priority at all times. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I think one of the things I say to people all the time is, listen, be the nicest client that that agency has got. Because oh my gosh. if you are, you're going to get the service that you want, right? It's just, it's just the way it is. Pay your invoices ahead of time. Uh, be speedy in your responses. Be understanding. Be fair, but be firm. You know, send cupcakes occasionally. You'll be amazed at what that does, right? It's just that it, that's a secret. You know what I mean? That's that that's truly a secret for anyone listening to this podcast. Is if you can try your best, like obviously, if the agency is giving you the runaround and they're screwing you, fire them. Like, don't do mm-hmm. don't deal with that stuff. But if they're giving you results and they're you know they're working you through their process, trust the process. That's a whole other thing we can talk about. But if they're working you through their process and they're doing it, and you believe in what they're doing you know, be very as, as communicative as you can and be as understanding as you can um, ask as many questions as you want, but yeah, the nicer people, like I can see within our project management software where some of the nicer clients get responses faster than some of the other clients. That's, mm-hmm. and that's not me doing it. I can just see team members doing it because that's just well, human, it's nature. human nature. Yeah. you're exactly right. It's just human nature. If you're nice to people, people are nice back. Right. Um, I think there was, this, there was a thing recently uh, in the UK, I don't actually know if it's true, um, where they were talking about how Apple customer service people have this sort of extraordinary budget, which they can distribute how they, you know, how they see how they best see fit for the, you know, for the company. Um, and the people when they're telling the stories, lo and behold, it's always the nice people uh, that, you know, that, that get whatever it is. And so, you know, I'm not set. There are other makes of computers out there. I happen to be a Mac guy. Every time I've gone into the Apple store with a problem, but gone in with a nice attitude, the guys have been amazing. Do you know what I mean? And it's the, it's the, it's the other way around. It kind of smarts a little bit if you're an employment agency, because in your head, every customer's going, I'm paying you guys a shed load of money. You need to be nice to me. What do you mean I have to be nice to you? I'm just saying, Human nature, human psychology is such that if you're nice to that agency, you're going to get a much better service. You kind of touched on something there that's worth mentioning is you are not paying the most to that agency. Probably you're probably is, especially if you're in that, in that area where you're going from like one to two, Mm -hmm. uh, they, I guarantee they have clients that are spending twice to three times of what you're spending, but they're going to give you the same level of service because they're, they should be giving you the same level of service because they're nice people. So, um, there's a reality around 
understanding that, you know, there's a scale to the budgets that are happening on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. And you're probably not the king of the castle. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever, ever had to fire a client? It's a really interesting. I mean, you talked about firing agencies, but have you ever had to let a client go? Yep. And what would you, you want more on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of curious to know what the reasons are that How you to get have fired by an agency 101. Um, <laughs> That's a great book title. Un, unrealistic expectations. Like mm-hmm. we, when we, when we onboard clients, uh, okay, an easy way is to just ignore our process. Like say, if you think you're too cool for the process or like you don't, process doesn't apply to you, like you're getting, mm-hmm. you're going to get fired. And I'd be surprised that you got that far into, into our thing. Like we're very rigid about who we work with and most people don't make it that far. Um, if you're, you know, on the first call I have with people, I don't really give a crap about what their project is. I'm like asking leading questions to Mm -hmm. look for red flags, to try to weed out anyone that could be a potential bad fit. Um, you know, talking smack about your old agencies doesn't automatically get you fired. Uh, but I'm going to listen to what you have to say and I'm going to listen for both sides of the coin and be like, okay, like that's realistic. Or, you know, these people probably have unrealistic expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just how you treat me, how you treat other people on the call. Uh, all those things are are very kind of important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the level of response I get to our brief has been super, super interesting to figure out who's going to be a good fit or not. Um, the, the clients that go into more detail on the questions that we ask are always like, they usually end up being clients. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, you're taking this seriously. You're not just half-assing this. Like this is important to you, so it's going to be important to us. Um, you know, uh, clients that now going to like how you get fired and clients that get fired, unrealistic expectations. Um, clients that want the world but don't have a budget to accompany it, uh, oftentimes get fired. Um, I don't know. Champagne like we're so taste rich- and lemonade money is what we say here. Yeah, I mean, it's we're, our process is getting very, very rigid. So, like, these people are not really getting through anymore. Um, but these days, it's usually an amical, amical part. You know, it mm-hmm. just, it, it's just the nature of it. Like, you can't keep clients around forever, and sometimes it is just a a one off project, and everybody understands that. Yeah, no, it's fair comment, and um, yeah, having been on both sides of the table, I think it's it is fascinating just listening to you talk because you can. I'm just going down my mental checklist, going, yep. Yep. Agree with that. Yep. Yep. It's, um, and it's this, you, you talk about going through your process, um, adherence to the process, trust the process. Is that another thing that I should be aware of when I'm talking to an agency, just being really clear on what their process is? Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask as a, uh, as a potential client of an agency be like, all right, so like, uh, I, I like this, you know, we're on the same page with budget and timeline and, and what my need is, you've got a solution for it. So what's the process look like? What's next? Um, and they should have a solid answer for that. You know, mm-hmm. even better is if they have like a, a, a one sheet, like this is what it looks like. You know what I mean? This is what we're going to be doing together. Um, because the process means they've done it before. Process means there's efficiencies and they're going to be able to do things faster for you. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a shortcut by any means. I don't think of it that way. It's just like a cheat sheet. It's like, all right, like we don't need to do this other stuff because we're going to be doing the things that matter. Um, process is super important for agencies as well. If you're listening to this as on the, on the consultant side of things, uh, if you're just signing clients and just like just doing the thing every time and not really like having a checklist or like, all right, we do one, we do two, we do three, we do four. 
uh, you are not efficient at all and you are just self-sabotaging. Um, I don't think we do anything anymore that we haven't done before. So there's like a checklist within Basecamp for everything that we do. And it gets updated with every single project still just better efficiencies, more Mm -hmm. structure, more uh, information within our standard operating procedures, uh, which are processes. Um, And having that just, it just kind of sets homework for everybody. Like, you know what the next step is and nobody's in the dark and it just makes things so much easier. But if you think you're too cool for the process and you're like, well, just do the thing. And like, this is going to take too long. I don't want to do discovery like that's a bad fit because yeah. well, okay, let's skip discovery and Oh wait, like we didn't know that your website was headless. Like now we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. I've, I've made it a point over the years, actually, whenever I speak to a client is I will spend several hours with them before the projects have started outlining the exact process that I think they need to take. And um, so this is a process that we do. So this is what the process is. Here's a piece of paper. Here's all the information on. Here's why I think this process is important for you and some of the key things along the way. You are now more than welcome to leave our office uh, and take that information and run with it if you like. I've got no drama with that. Um, And I've found over the years, the more I've been clear and open about our process, the more prospects have become clients, if that makes sense. It was back in the day, I don't know if you you ever did this, but it was back in the day, agencies were very guarded. They're like, this is my IP, right? This is is stuff I can never, ever tell you. Um, And I found over the years that actually, if you you flip that, the more open you are, um, as long as you're prospecting correctly and bringing in the right sort of leads, actually the more sales that leads to. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. Like on the podcast, I will just give very, very specific structured advice to the unique situation that we're talking about on there. And I just don't care. Like I do that, like with every prospect that gets to the the stage where they're going to get an estimate, they're along with that estimate, they're getting like a 20 to 30 minute video of me walking through everything and being like, this is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do that. Like, here are the tactics I'm going to use to increase these things. And the tactics are like very specific to the client. The strategy is always the same. Um, is how I think about it. I don't know how, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to you, yeah, it does. Uh, maybe yeah. we, maybe we need to drill into that a little bit more, but, um, you know, I'll walk through all that stuff and I'm like, all right, cool. Like this is what the thing looks like. You know, if you want to move forward, we're going to take this video and we're going to put it on paper and we're going to go through all these things and outline them even more, get everybody on the same page. And we're all going to sign that together. And then we're going to actually move into like doing the project. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and again, it just goes back to setting expectations and everybody's got to be on the same page and words really matter. And e-commerce websites are super, super complex. Um, so, you know, a, a theme, like a custom theme to me doesn't mean the same, a, same as a custom theme to you or any of the listeners. And that's going to be a bunch of conversations that you're going to have to have to make sure that everyone knows yeah. what that means. Def- like, what is the thing we're getting? Yeah. Yeah. I always find that three letter... Uh, acronyms are an absolute killer for people because what they understand by SEO and what I understand by SEO, two very different things. And, oh, yeah. and so clarifying those terms are actually super, super important. No, that's brilliant. Listen, Chase, this has been, it's been, I feel like we've just sort of scraped the tip of the iceberg, as they say, on this whole topic. Um, and it's been really fascinating talking to actually an agency owner about agency 
uh, and you know what are some of the things that we need to think about and it's always fascinating talking to about this from your point of view because normally you you talk about it from the client's point of view but actually from the agency owner's point of view it's really interesting um especially if you you know you want to get the most out of your agency understanding how they work and how they think is super important um so thank you so much for being super generous with uh, with that information there if people want to reach out to you if people want to connect to you how do they do that Absolutely. Before I get into that, I really want to just answer the question. How do you 10x your relationship with an agency? You you be honest and you listen to them and you're just highly communicative and you're going to get amazing results. That's that's as simple as that. Um right, and if you if you want to if you want to do that and you and you like what I'm saying and you want to learn more about what we, we're doing, uh you can check check us out at electriceye.io. You can email me at chase at electriceye.io. Um, or if you enjoy my rants and you like listening to me speak, and you want to hear me talk to other store owners about what's going on in their businesses or other subject matter experts, or even Matt, Matt's been on my podcast. Uh, you can check out the podcast at honestecommerce.co. Um, and it's also on YouTube now. We're going video with the thing. It's pretty cool. Great. How are you finding that? Yeah. What was that? How, how are you first, finding that? The first episode of the video stuff literally came out on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I think Monday, and it has more views than all the re- all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah, well done. Uh, that's always a good sign. Uh, so that um, all that information uh, that you've got there from Chase, we will of course put in the show notes, which you can get it uh, on the website. Chase, listen, uh, it's been fantastic. We'll we'll have to have you back on at some point and talk about all kinds of other stuff to do with e-commerce. You've got a great show. Uh, so I feel like we could just have lots of conversations about this kind of stuff. But really appreciate you being with us. Thanks for taking the time out. And thanks for being super, super generous. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Well, it wasn't Chase. Uh, fantastic. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I always have good conversations with Chase. And he's right. I was on his podcast and actually thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Um, and so do check it out on honestecommerce.co is his podcast link. Uh, and that's a great way to connect with Chase or through his company. Uh, again, like I say, all the links we will put in the show notes. You can get those for free at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 63. We'll also put the transcript there. Now, what Chase didn't mention uh, is tonight's giveaway. The, the, the giveaway for this week's podcast, you're going to have to act quickly, folks, right? Uh, head on over to the podcast website, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 63. Um, and scroll down a little bit on the page and you'll see like a little form where you just put your name and email address. That just comes to us. Um, and we're going to choose uh, somebody from that list, from those list of entries. Um, Chase has done a course on Facebook ads and Instagram ads for Shopify sites, right? They've got this course. They've got an ad agency and they've got a digital course, which is, uh, retailing, I think about $500. Okay. So that's their course. They are quite kindly giving away a free, uh, copies the wrong word, free entry, free subscription, whatever the right phrase is, uh, to the course for one of our lucky listeners. So, uh, if you want to, if you're interested in that and you think I would really benefit from someone like Chase or Chase's agency, explaining the whole intricacy with Facebook ads and Instagram ads for getting sales on your Shopify site, you don't wanna miss that giveaway. No, you don't. So head on over to the podcast, the podcast, head on over to the podcast website, ecommercepodcast.net 
forward slash 63. Uh, like I say, be quick. Um, this is the, I think the, the section on the website is going to be open for two weeks from the live recording. So that's a week after the podcast airs, two weeks from today, because we always record a week earlier. Um, check that out. Like I say, you're not going to want to miss this week's giveaway. So big thanks to Chase for being super generous with the giveaway as well. So all of that said, um, Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are watching us online, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like Chase, we're on YouTube now. Uh, and why would we not be in this modern era and this modern world? And you get to watch it as well as listen to it, right? Uh, but if you're listening to the podcast on Apple, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, um, uh, I was going to say Shopify, it's not, it's Spotify. They're too similar, aren't they, those two companies? Um, then uh, obviously make sure you subscribe because we put out free content every week and it'd be great to see you back here next week. Uh, as I interview some more insanely cool guests. Yes, we do. We've got another great guest lined up for next week. So make sure you come join us for next week's uh, e-commerce podcast. Uh, it's been great chatting to you. Do connect with Chase. He's such a cool guy and he'll be super, super helpful for you. So do connect with him. Uh, but that's it from me. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.